never miss the water till your well runs dry. You never miss your turner till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, December the 21st, 2022. Happy solstice coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joe. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from New York, New York. Uh, my hot take tonight has to do with the World Cup final which happened this past weekend um with uh lionel Messi, lionel messi and argentina defeating reigning champions france on penalty kicks um and <clears throat> this isn't going to be a necessarily a super hot take based on um if anyone who's a regular listener of this podcast but my hot take is that that game was not very exciting and it was like people are talking about it. it was the greatest world cup final ever and it was actually basically the entire tournament didn't have to happen for this game to just end in penalty kick that's the good... final game of the entire tournament ended in a tie right. after extra time and then they just went to penalty kicks to to sign you know to decide who wins the world cup which is a ridiculous thing like right. And it's, there was no underdog Cinderella story leading into the finals. It was I like mean, the, favorite, the best team. Yeah, but it was the best team from Europe against the best team from South America. Right. And it ended in a tie. Right. And this was like, to me, the most boring and predictable of all World Cup finals. Because yeah. if you would ask me at the beginning of the World Cup what was going to happen at the end of the World Cup, I would say that. Argentina and France were going to tie each other, which is what happened. Yes, that, that's it. I like that a lot. I mean, like Brazil, like it would have been France versus Brazil, right? No, Argentina's better than Brazil. Okay, yeah. Sure. They they won the Copa Americana. I've got, I've got a co-worker who's Japanese who was really fucking excited about the World Cup this year. And really? Said, Did you tell him it was stupid? Yes. I tell Good. him it's stupid every day, and I have to work with him every day. And he was so excited about Japan in the World Cup. And I'm like, come on, man. You know Japan's going to lose to Croatia. Which they did. Which they did. And I was right. Yeah. Here's what really busts my balls about the World Cup is that technically, like in the FIFA stands, the Argentina versus France final is a draw. So it doesn't affect either of their standings, right? like the international standings, except they give the trophy to Argentina. Right? Because right. you win horse, because you won the home run derby, you get the World Series trophy. Where right. do you go, Argentina? What the fuck? Like, yeah. like, everybody gets a trophy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was a tie. 
Yeah, it game was ended in a tie. The game ended in the tie. There are no draws. There are no matches. The football game and the soccer. I'm sorry. The soccer game ended in a tie. Yeah, I can also think of like way better ways to figure this thing out than penalty kicks. I like First it. of all, nice. you start taking players away from each team. Right. So like at the first half of overtime, everyone gets 10 players. And then it's like everyone gets nine players. You know? Cool. Yeah. I like that. That would, or like, um, you know, people can use their hands in overtime, something like that. People can use their hands to punch each other in the third. Or right. It's like once you no get yellow the fourth, cards, fourth no overtime, yellow cards, no red just card. get rid of the the referees entirely. Yeah, yeah. And no there's like card. one two foot length of chain left on the midfield line. <laughs> <laughs> just take each other out. Just do right. it. Like slide kicks. Take out, tear as many ACLs as you fucking possibly can. Yeah. Um, I like it. Another thing about the World Cup is that the American commentators are so terrible. Or mm-hmm. I guess some of them were British, but the American broadcast, like, they didn't seem to have any idea what was going on. They're all like XMLS players. Good. And, and they seem to have no clue how the sport was played. Um, in the final, yeah, there was one one commentator kept disagreeing with every single call the ref made they're like oh clearly that's a foul and it was like not a foul and they played the replay over and over again it was just mm-hmm. a flop and they're like oh yeah that's clearly a foul <laughs> like uh uh-uh. that's also just that simpson skit from 1994 though right right <laughs> uh thank god the soccer is over uh um, yeah what do you think about Messi? Like, I don't know. I don't even want to get into this because I don't care. But right, was he me, me too'd, or is that just Ronaldo? Uh not. I don't know if Messi got me too. I actually, I honestly don't know. Right. Would, um, as long as he's clear of that, I think you know I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then Mbappe for France, who had a hat trick in the right. Isn't he not from France? Uh, I don't know. He's a French national. He is. Yeah, yeah. He like he may be the greatest soccer player of all time. He's super young. I think he's twenty four years old, and is just like dominating at the national stage. Right. Uh. But, like, whatever. Soccer is dumb and boring, and we don't pay attention to soccer. Stop paying attention to soccer. Unless it's uh, the National Women's Soccer League, I guess that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I believe you when you tell me that. Uh, My dad was texting me, listened to a podcast from two weeks ago. He agrees with us. Soccer is stupid. Well, we're right. So right. Yes, correct. Adam Yanos, come on the podcast. Defense uh, I gotta find that guy. 
Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take for tonight is not really hot take, but uh, we've been banned from Twitter. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just that that you guys should be know should know. Last time we podcasted, uh, I thought we'd been temporarily suspended. It has become a permanent suspension on the dump on the ump Twitter account. So this is what it's like to be dead, Sam. I'm just a ghost. You're a ghost. You're a Twitter ghost. I'm a Twitter ghost. I've told you this already, but I think you got got out at the right time. I think think you're right. Yes, I've been thinking about that. I think that Twitter is not a good place to be anymore. Right. Uh, I also think we wouldn't have gotten banned if it weren't for Elon Musk, but that's a conversation maybe for another day. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Dub on the Yump Twitter account got banned because I threatened to slap Glenn Greenwald. And I just want to say on this podcast, 6.50 p.m. Central Time, I want to slap Glenn Greenwald. And I'm I, just going to do it. Yes. I do not apologize. I do not recant my statement. Glenn Greenwald, I will slap you in the face. Uh, but no, that's, slap him right in the dick. Or the dick. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. Uh, face. Um, however, so we are banned from Twitter. Uh, shout out to the White Sox Twitter people who have reached out to us mostly via Instagram. I'm still hanging around like a ghost on Instagram. Got the Facebook page, got the WordPress blog, which I need to update, and also. TikTok. Sam, we got a lot of likes on TikTok. Yeah. Mostly for, <clears throat> you know, uh, Russian porn bots. Chinese, actually. Uh, Chinese, correct. Yeah, this is a big, big shout out to Xi Jinping, or however you pronounce that guy's name. Yeah, that's a good who, who now owns this podcast. Because Joel yeah. didn't read the terms and conditions of his TikTok um, agreement. We need to get the Chinese Communist Party to sponsor this podcast. Uh, but they love all the videos I've been posting of Dominican baseball. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's what I've been based, posting, pasting, posting. I don't on. have any experience on TikTok. It's weird. It's scary as fuck, Sam. I do not recommend it. You got to start doing those dances. So, I have spent a while on TikTok, and uh-huh. it took me a while to figure out that the algorithm is not really based on likes. It's based on literally how long you watch a video. Like, oh. does the video attract your attention? Because... I've gotten into some very deep and dark TikTok holes. The first one was 
uh, Ukrainian anti-Russian nationalism. Okay. The second one... Sounds scary. It was really scary. I was like, I just want cats and baseball, okay? I just want TikTok that's only cats and baseball. The second one, straight up white supremacist. I don't know how I got down this hole. They're everywhere. It was super scary. They're like, Hitler was good, actually. Why am I here? How did I get to this point? So terrifying. TikTok, TikTok's scary as fuck. It's like Alien won the movie. Huh. In social media form. But then yeah, I've I, never I've never messed around with it. Yeah, but then I get to watch a video of like a puppy and a deer kissing, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's sweet. And they're just best friends. Yeah. And then it's owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Right. This puppy deer kissing video brought to you by the Communist Party of the People's Republic of China. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> and that's how they get me every time. I was sucking right. shit every time. <laughs> All right. Um Sam, let's talk some baseball. Sure. Uh, well, we got to. I think we got to address the Carlos Correa to the Mets bombshell <laughs> from yesterday. This is a secondary hot take that I have that has to do with the San Francisco Giants. My <laughs> new hot take is that this entire postseason is orchestrated as some sort of horrible practical joke against the San Francisco Giants. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I'm making a note of that one. Because, you know, I, you know, I don't follow the Giants at all, except for I've started kind of following some of the Giants subreddits on Reddit because, because of how this offseason's been going. But even more so than the Red Sox, who the Red Sox have money to spend this offseason, they just have missed out on a lot of free agents. The, the entire goal of the San Francisco Giants organization was to sign a major player that yeah. they could base their next decade of baseball around, like build their entire team. They were like specifically looking for a franchise player. Um, to, to like be their next Buster Posey, right? right? And they just, you know, it was announced that they had gotten Aaron Judge and then they didn't get Aaron Judge. And then it was announced that they got Carlos Correa for an entire week. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Correa to the Giants. And then I woke up this morning and it was like, oh, Correa's actually signing with the Mets now. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, there's a full-on meltdown on Reddit. It's like a, it's like a, Truman, it's Giants like a Truman Show situation. Like the Giants are getting Truman. Yeah, they're yeah. getting Truman showed. <laughs> um, I gotta get on the Reddit MLB. I still haven't figured out how to navigate that app correctly because that's we getting up in the news. Uh, so so I texted you about the Mets and you texted me that 
uh, giant golden Homo Simpson meme. Right. Yeah, but King Homer. King Homer, yeah. Once again, the Mets are going all in. Yeah. Yeah, the Mets, after this Carlos Correa signing and after the luxury tax um, on their team, will be spending almost half a billion dollars on payroll this year for players. Jesus. Um, which is about 150, 150 million more dollars than anyone has ever spent before in one year of baseball. Um, which is crazy. And, you know, that's not to say that they won't make some trades and jettison some payroll um, in the coming months. But as it stands now, you know, Steve Cohen's really putting his money where his mouth is. And his mouth was only ever money anyway. It's just money. I mean, that's a lot to spend to finish third in the NL East. Yeah, it is. But, you know, the Met, I'm not sure the Mets will. I mean, this year, they got a lot of good players. Yeah. Their, in, their infield is Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, uh, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Correa. Like, those are all perennial all-stars. Well, not Correa, I guess. But. Who's the catcher? Is it uh, McCann? No. No, they just they also got a free agent catcher whose name I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, this is the paradox where you want your team to spend all the money, but you know that you're still the New York Mets. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I made my peace with the Red Sox just being a piece of shit at their jobs trying to make a baseball team um, because, you know, nobody I, – I wouldn't have given Xander Bogart's $280 million over 11 years. Like, I'm happy for him that he got that, but – who, That's who a ridiculous contract. San Diego. San Diego, yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, is, I do think that we should give Rafael Devers, who's five years younger, a huge contract like that. I don't see any reason not to, like, build a team around him. Sure. Um, so, it just seems, um, you know, they're going to fuck that up, too. Apparently, they're the Red Sox endeavors are quote galaxies apart. So I believe that. I yeah. Believe that. that doesn't surprise me. So he'll probably, I would guess, sign with the San Francisco Giants next year. <laughs> <laughs> or like John Heyman will will report that he's signing with the Giants, but he's gonna right. like, he'll be he'll be linked to the Giants and then he'll sign with, you know. San Diego, probably. <laughs> J.D. Martinez to the Dodgers? Dodgers, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Gritty Turner to the Red Sox, which didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me at all. What do you make of that? Uh, you know, I feel like we, if we're going to sign an old person with declining power numbers, we should have just signed J.D. Martinez. Right. Who's, who's not as old? Who's, who's better? 
can Tony play an infield position that Mookie? Yeah, he can. He can be a backup third baseman and a backup first baseman. So I think that he gives us a little bit more flexibility in that um, area. But you know, he's thirty-eight, and we signed him. It's a one-year deal with the player option for a second year. Right. Um, and you know, it's like ten million dollars a year or something. I think it's $15 million for one year. And then if he picks up the player option, it goes to a total of two twenty million million or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How's your pitching looking? Terrible. Yeah. Our bullpen has improved, but our starting pitching is even worse than it was last year, if you could believe that. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Yep. Uh, so... You know, things are looking not great, but there's still some time to kind of put some pieces together. But I just really feel like they should sign Devers to a long-term contract before the season starts. I agree. I think that'd be a good idea. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Why not? Because, you know, the Red Sox are not looking to spend money for whatever reason. Like they're not, they don't want to give, I mean, you know, their most recent big contract was, let's see, David Price got $2 million, $200 million, and J.D. Martinez got like $150 million. Um, but they just seem reluctant to kind of go into that upper echelon of contract, guaranteed money for contracts. Um, which is too bad because, you know, we're, we've lost what now two franchise players. Yeah. John Lester could have been a franchise player with the Red Sox. He had a great career in Chicago and we kind of insulted him out of Boston. Same with Mookie and same with Bogarts. And it's going to happen again with Devers. Yeah. (laughs) But what I don't understand is like, if you know the market for someone like Rafael Devers is going to be upwards of $300 million, right? Because it will be. Okay. I don't understand why you offer him like $150 million. Like that's just insulting. You know what I mean? Like somebody's going to give him, he's third, 26, I think. Somebody's going to give him um, at least 12 years and three hundred something million dollars do you think the red sox have created a uh, have done that multiple times in a row were they yeah, like, definitely yeah they that, did it with mookie yeah. and they did it with bogarts yeah they're doing it with devers they did it with john lester yeah um and it's like these homegrown guys that we really you know we talk yeah. about this all the time but like what's what is Ted Williams worth to the franchise? You know what I mean? Like we're just giving away Ted Williams is, you know, maybe not, but like I could see Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts going to the At Hall of Fame. At least the moves I mean? in head of Ted Williams. Right. Yeah. I could see Mookie Betts, Devers, and Bogarts all going to the Hall of Fame someday, and it's going to be not as Red Sox, you know, and that's going to be, Tough, tough to swallow. But that's 
I mean, I just feel like this ownership group is short-sighted about stuff like that, you know? Okay, so you're going to hate me for saying this, but this is what the Yankees do, is that they anticipate that their players buy into the brand in the same way that they do. And so that's why they're underselling their free agents. No, but the Yankees do spend, like, you know, they gave Garrett Cole $300 million. They gave Judge almost $400 million. They pay people. The the Red Sox don't do that. They do half that, you know? Mm -hmm. Five years, $120 million, something like that. Why is that? I just don't think that the, you know, I think that it's a, I think it's a, intense metrics game that they play that's bad yeah right yeah because it's like it hurts the brand you know it and does you know we're gonna be we're gonna be losing our fair weather like you know the red sox are probably the second most popular team in baseball yep. but it won't be that way for long because we're going to start jettisoning our our you know fair, fair weather. weather fans I, I we we as a podcast Hate fair weather fans, except right. you need them. You gotta have fair weather fans, <clears throat> right? I, you, you know, you see all these posts online. They're like, "Oh, everyone's got to boycott the Red Sox. Like, don't go to games, don't watch games. Like, we gotta force the front on, the ownership to like spend money by not giving them our money." And it's like, you guys are crazy. Like we're talking about not going to Fenway Park on a nice sum- summer afternoon. Give me a fucking break. <clears throat> like, you know, you go to the Fenway Park and watch the Red Sox lose by 10 runs. It's still the best day of the month, you know? Go put that on your gravestone, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just like, it's hard because we've been, we it's been hard to swallow this year because, you know, we lost a couple of free agents that we were, you know, minor free agents that went elsewhere instead of coming to the Red Sox on identical dollar deals. And that's kind of a tough thing to swallow because like you would think that the Red Sox as an organization would have the clout to be like, you want to play here. Like this is Boston. We have like, the most intense fan base in the league. We have the nicest ballpark in the league. Like this is the place where, you know, this is the scenario that you dream of playing in as a professional baseball player. And then this guy goes to Tampa instead of to play at the fucking trot instead of <laughs> coming to the, right. coming to the Red Sox. You know what I mean? And like, yes. that's, that's gotta be, frightening to the front office i would think because it shouldn't be it shouldn't be hard on identical dollar amounts to get people to want to play in boston like that should not be hard but if the perception around the league amongst the players is like oh well this is a team that doesn't really care about its players which i think is what's happening i agree Uh, that i think that's a very astute observation yeah then then you start to see these things and you know it was a couple pitchers I'd never heard of who took the same amount of money to play elsewhere. And like those breaks should fall to the Red Sox, you would think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, of like all the, all the extras, you know? 
Is Heim Bloom thinking that the Red Sox brand is he overestimating the value of the Red Sox brand? No, I don't think that he. I don't think that they pay too much attention to that, which is. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that you know, I think that it's crazy if someone is offering somebody two hundred ninety million dollars, and you're like. Oh, but we can offer you $160 million or whatever. Like, counter offer, here's $120 million less. Like, that's that's insulting, you know? You know what the difference between $2 billion and $1 billion is? A billion dollars? A billion dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. It, so anyway, if I'm the Red Sox, that's what worries me this off season is that players seem to be kind of ambivalent about playing for the Red Sox. I like watching Michelle silently water your plants in the background. <laughs> no, that's good, and and um, We got a thesis here about the Red Sox front office that uh, I think we can expand upon. So, right. Yeah, let's work on that. I mean, you know, this is just outside looking in, but it seems like if you're getting $20 million for two years to play in Boston or $20 million for two years to play in Tampa, like you choose Boston, like you just. Because I imagine these people but, but won't why? play, play in Like, what's the justification there? Because I think you've always... Well, it's like... Well, I mean, that hasn't been happening this year. And that's the problem. Right. 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 But I think that, like, you know, I think that that's a, a... Really, the front office is bungling it because it's like, you know, where would you rather play? The Tropicana Field or... Fenway Park, like Tropicana Field, strip clubs. No, like nobody goes to game. You play in, in a like shitty stadium that's huge and empty. Yeah, I, I don't want to live in Boston. Why would you want to live in Boston? If you're Dominican, what? Right, but it's like you don't have to live there year round. You know, like this is the this is where like baseball legends are made. No one's like, there's no legendary. Tampa Bay baseball legacy, you know. Almost. I think that the, I think that things like Tampa ballparks Bay. matter. Tampa Bay came close twice. They're zero two right. in the World Series. I actually, <clears throat> sorry, this is not related to what you're talking about. Yeah, I've got a hot take about there's almost a Tampa Bay legacy, but not yet. I, you know, I just don't think it exists in, if you're playing in that shitty ballpark, you know. All I'm saying is that there's, like, things that you should be able to sell to baseball players about playing in Boston that it should be easy to sell baseball players on that. And for some reason, that is not appealing to baseball players right now. And, like, for those things not to be appealing to baseball players, like, things that you would think about you know i'm playing fucking baseball in the same left field as ted williams like i think baseball players care about shit like that you know what i mean yeah. um and if you can't like if that 
if that stuff is not swaying people to come play for your baseball team, then there's a culture problem that there's a perceived culture problem around the league that, that is making people not want to come play for you. And I think that's the problem with the Red Sox this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think Heimblum is overestimating the appeal of that Red Sox brand. No, I think that he does a terrible job of selling it. How is that different than what I said? I think that, I think that what you said is that he's overestimating it. And I don't think that he's overestimating it. I think he has no idea how to like properly wield it, you know? Like, I feel like Dave Dombrowski, who's, you know, in charge of the Phillies now and who was in charge of the Red Sox when we most recently won the World Series, like a salesman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like he talks to baseball players and it's like, you want to play in Boston? They're like, yeah, I do want to play in Boston. Like, this guy is right. You like take him to Fenway Park and you're like, this is fucking Fenway Park. Like, look at all these signatures behind this big wall like you you know this could be you adding to this legacy and people are like oh hell yeah and then he also is willing to spend money obviously but like i don't feel like high and bloom or the red sox front office right now has any kind of idea of how to make that work You know, you come out of the Tampa Bay Rays organization, you have none of that, and it's just crunching numbers. But, like, there are no fans in Tampa. There are no Tampa Bay Rays fans. There's, like, a billion Red Sox fans, and they're all really paying attention and super aggressive. And a good portion of them are probably racist, you know? You're making me want to... Buy a Tampa Bay Rays jersey. Just to be a contrarian? Yes. Because, you know, they're like the least likable franchise in Major League Baseball. And not the most hateable by any means, but like, who the (laughs) fuck gives a shit about the Rays, you know? Nobody, not even their own fans care. They're Never has a team been so successful and like so unloved, you know? Uh, I, I, I'm i going to listen to this podcast and I'm going to write down what you said and I'm going to post it on the blog because that was fascinating. What are you drinking? Gatorade. Oh, that's Gatorade in a water bottle. Okay. I, was, I thought it was some kind of kombucha weirdness. No. Okay. All right. So we got just a few minutes left. I got to talk. I, I got... Tell me about Ben Attendee on the White Sox in 2023. Because oh. White Sox fans are excited about this. You think it's going to be okay. I'm scared as fuck. I think that, like, getting Eloy Jimenez out of playing the field alone is worth paying somebody else whatever $60 million to play left five field. Five years, $75 million. Yeah. Exactly. I uh, I think that that alone is going to make his contract worthwhile. He's a, he was a good player for the Red Sox until he wasn't. And then he kind of fell off, but 
he was good last year for Kansas City and then the Yankees until he got but hurt. He had some very good years and some very, very bad years also. Yeah. Uh, you know, he came up with the Red Sox and it was he was a really highly touted prospect. I think that he I think he spent less than a year in the minor leagues, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he moved he came up to the majors really quickly. And, you know, I think that he was projected to be uh, a, a leadoff hitter type, um, mm. high on base, you know, he's high on base, high batting average, um, you know, gap power, um, good, decent speed, whatever. Uh, and he never, he never got that good with the Red Sox. Like he always, right. I think, was like, I think he profiled more as like the best, you know, nine hitter in the league or something like that. Like, um, he was never quite, he never quite lived up to the hype. Um, but he was good and he's a solid defender, um, in left field. And, Yeah, I mean, I I like that deal for you guys. It's not really, I mean, you know, I realize it's the biggest free agent contract you guys have ever given out. But, you know, he's not a power guy. He's not that old. And he will, you know, he has a skill set that will probably hold up over the next five years, is what I'm thinking. So you pay dollars a year for a guy who will knock it in the shallow left field for a single right but there's you know that's valuable yeah yeah no Some, someone who gets on i was someone who gets on base and um plays good defense in left field and yeah. you know given the way that salaries are going up it's i think that's a decent investment for you guys honestly okay all right all right no i'll buy that but you know he's an on-base guy. He's not necessarily a home run guy. Well, um, we, yeah. But you know he had some. He showed some power in Boston, but he hasn't since he's left. Mm-hmm. But you know I think he was an, well, he was an All Star last year, right? Or almost. Yeah, but like Eloy Robert need to be a power guy. Right, and Eloy needs to stop playing in the field because he'd just crash into the fence and miss a hundred games. Yes, and he's bad. Right, and he's not very good out there. You know, I don't think I think Ben Intendi is a, a, a slightly above league average right. defender. And you know, but that's like I don't see that and decreasing over the next five on, years. On like Eloy is actually an average defender. We get Vaughn out of the outfield, even though I'm still mad that we lost Jose Abreu. So Vaughn right. is now first base instead of the league worst right fielder. And we've got Eloy at DH. And their outfield is going to be Ben Attendee, Luis Robert, who's amazing. Right. And then somebody. Somebody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's okay. I'm I'm not mad about that. Um, right. Adam Angle is still a free agent. I I kind of 
I, if I were the GM, I guess I would re-sign Adam Angle, but I'm not sure about that. Then he'd be like your right fielder, but maybe he's below average. I don't know. I don't know. White Sox B plus on this Ben Attendee sign. I think it's. I mean, you know, I think that it's definitely. I think it's a solid sign investment. I think it's. I don't see a problem with that. Um, it's not a huge gamble. I think. I think that you'll. It's. It'll be pretty easy to get return on that investment. That's what I'm saying. I'm just mad that the White Sox have gone from 24 months ago, like a World Series, like like not favorite, but like top five World Series teams to like, oh, this will help them. You know, like they've fallen a lot. Right. Which makes me sad and mad. Yeah, well, you know, at least they're you know, trying to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the Red Sox. The Red Sox two years ago were two games away from the World Series and then got worse last offseason and have gotten worse again this offseason and it just seems like then we're heading in the wrong direction. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, yeah. Uh, Alright. Alright. Let's wrap this up. Um, God, I'm going to talk to you so much about college football next week, but not like you got to get ready, Sam. You got ready to talk about Texas San Antonio, okay? I'm a big Texas San Antonio fan right now. Really? Yeah. Me, Texas me. San Antonio? Yeah, they lost. <laughs> but you're a fan anyway. Yeah, because they're the Roadrunners. How can you root against the Roadrunners? Right. Um. <laughs> I want, gosh damn, you want, I think I'm mad about getting banned off of Twitter. I think that's a blessing in disguise. Right, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I think Twitter is fucked up right now. Yeah, Twitter's a bad place. Yeah. Right? Like, it is descending into chaos. And I just, this is why I'm not a good person. I wish I were there to witness the chaos. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I think that, I don't know, I don't do Twitter, but. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Follow that thought through to its logical conclusion. No, well, it's all fake. Twitter is fake. fake. It's a fake space. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Which means. Which means that, you know, you wanting to be there for the chaos, you'll just be let down. That's what I think. Yes. Thank you. God damn. That's why we're friends. Well, that's true. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sam is spending quality time petting his dog right now. If you with, hey, I want to call it peanut butter, but that's not. No, it's waffle. Waffle. Hey, waffle. Yeah. 
I got headphones in. She can't hear you. Yeah. Um, she also doesn't really respond to screens, but yesterday we were watching TV and she was standing facing us on the couch. And then there was this like really loud cat meow came out of the TV and she freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> she was so confused. Right, Waff? Love dogs. Go outside, pet your dog, uh, feed your cat, touch grass, get offline, uh, go to a baseball game. Honestly, yeah. honestly, go to a baseball game. Uh, I know that we're uh, super connected in the social media right now via baseball, but one of the best, like literally, touch grass, go to a fucking baseball game. Go to yeah. I'm going to try to go. I don't think I can get tickets to the World Baseball Classic. I'm trying to get tickets to the World Baseball Classic. I don't think it's going to work. But if not, then I'm going to go to spring training again. Go to the baseball game. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Love you all. Follow us on uh, your social media applications, but we're banned. From but not Twitter. So whatever. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, we're just scary. Don't go on TikTok. TikTok right. Scary. The People's Republic of TikTok. So terrifying. Facebook, uh, WordPress, whatever. Uh, email. Email us. Uh, if you were listening to this podcast, and you were like, what the fuck happened to Dump on the Ump? Email us at dumponthump at gmail.com. All lower cases. I'm going to check that because most of y'all found us on Instagram, but some of you haven't. So, all right. For Sam, uh, my name is Joel. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever the fuck you fucking celebrate. I'm off work. I'm going to drink an entire bottle of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen. Have Don't a- do that. Have a- I've done it before, Sam. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> Sleep, babe, I'm going to leave me And the time is on